0: This is an ABC podcast. Roots and shoots. Gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA.
1: Good morning, Sabrina. Good morning, Joe. You well? Ah, mixed. I'm dangerously well. Oh, my goodness. Mm -mm. Should I be terrified? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> as terrified
1: as I am about snakes in the ocean?
2: I, I have to say I love snakes, absolutely adore them. Um, and when we were kids where I grew up in New South Wales, there were three big rivers that came through and we used to get the big king browns that would come into the river and, of course, they're the same colour as, as the water. That did I, – I, I think kids are great because they're not necessarily fearful before they get in somewhere, but when you see – a King Brown in the river. I can tell you, Joe, you get out of that water pretty
1: fast. I think it's kids' curiosity. We were exploring rock pools in mm-hmm. Margaret River last weekend, and my nine year old was about to put his foot into one. And I said, Oh, you know what? There are blue tongued, uh, blue ringed octopuses yep. around. Maybe don't put your foot in. And as I said it, a little octopus. Oh. Well, actually, it wasn't even that little. But a red, not a blue ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stuck its head out from under oh, this wow. little ledge, and we stayed there for a really long time exploring. And it put a tentacle out. And oh, how it's fantastic. amazing. But I'm not so keen on these snakes that are cooling off in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David has texted in from Greenmount on zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. He said while he was training for the Avon Descent, tiger snakes were often seen swimming in the upper mm. reaches of the Swan River. Keep them coming, guys! If you've seen a snake in the water, we'd love to know. Mm. But let's get to plants. Yes, we we'll, Oh we'll leave yes, the, the creepy crawlies and yeah, the yeah. slithering snakes. Yeah. There's there's
2: an interesting um, water plant that has a a twisty coily sort of a, a sedge, and that looks a little bit like a snake. Oh, it can so confuse you. If you're into snakes, that's the plant for you. <sighs> if you want
1: to look at them all day. Yes, absolutely, Joe. Let's go to the phones. Wally has called in from Byford. Wally, you have a fruit tree or you want to grow a fruit tree? What What's your question for Sabrina?
3: Yes, good morning, ladies. Morning. Um, my, my question concerns an appropriate fruit tree to grow on the foothills uh, on a um, yes, low loamy soil
1: Yes, um,
3: and something which is not going to be too susceptible to fruit fly.
2: Wow. Okay. Um, all righties, you could uh, easily grow a fig. Uh, you could grow any of the citrus, of course, which do really, really well. Plums are far less susceptible to fruit fly than peaches, apricots and nectarines, and I don't know why actually, yes. um, and plums do really well in that area. Do you like plums?
0: Oh, yes, I
3: do like plums. Now, my other question would be what would be the time frame uh, before a, a tree would be um,
2: fruiting? Fruiting, bear, bear you good fruit. Probably about three years, Wally.
4: Good. You got, uh, you, got you got that in you?
2: That? You got that in you, Wally? You got another three years, you reckon? Are you a patient, man? I'd have to get a second opinion on that. So make sure, but you've got that beautiful loamy soil, Wally. So um, just put in a bit of compost, some slow-release fertilizer, and
4: don't
1: forget to put mulch on top.
4: Thank you for your help.
1: Thanks, Wally. Good luck with that. If you've got a question for Sabrina, you can call in now on one three hundred Triple Two Seven Twenty or you can text zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Alicia, you're from Swanview. What's your question this morning? Hi. Um
5: yes, I know, I'm sorry, another blinking lemon tree question. <laughs> oh, that's Apologies. all right.
2: No, I tell you what, I tell you what. We, we allow one a day and you're the, you're the pick.
5: I got in. We got in. Well um, done. We inherited a few years ago when we bought this place a lemon tree. Yeah. Unknown variety. I'm assuming it's old rootstock, et cetera, because it becomes ginormous. Okay. Each time we try pruning it back, it well and truly comes back with great vigor and two meter plus length, uh, yeah. branches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how a, it's a eureka. Time, Yeah, basically, what time and how can I get it back to be a slightly thinner, more manageable tree? Yep. So, because we have found last time we pruned it back that we had got a bit of, um, our charming little, um, oh, What's that? um Rattus? Gets...
2: No. No, 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 ah. no.
5: The lovely bug that gets into the branches of the citrus tree.
2: Ah, uh, um, the citrus leaf miner. Mm, or... Not the leaf miner. The ah, um...
5: scale. No, it was the one that um, our lovely friend Jane over in uh, Victoria shaved back with a ah, gold bond. wasp. Gauloise. Yeah, that would be the lovely Yes, last yes, yes, thing. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now, that, so I want to get it a bit thinner, so yeah, I can spot it. If so it comes you can spot back.
2: it. Okay. Now, the great thing is, is the Eureka lemon. You can prune mercilessly, and I yeah. mean mercilessly. So rum, the, rum chainsaw. Yep. Uh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, what you need to do is you need to give take two thirds off and thin out some of the. Uh, the inward facing branches and do it in at the end of March.
5: End of March. Yep. Fabulous.
2: Yeah. So go, bring, we go hard. We at
5: March. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so very much. Okay, have a fabulous no worries. morning ladies.
1: Thank you. John, you have a question about your mulberry tree for Sabrina. Yes I do. Good morning. Good morning
5: morning um, John. We've got a mulberry tree. It's about four or five years old now. It's
0: about four um, oh, Five metres tall, I guess. Last year it fruited brilliantly, knee deep in mulberries. This year, and then so we just so I decided to uh, prune it a bit so I pruned a few bits off. Yep. and this year we've had about three mulberries off
2: it. Yeah, look, that will happen with mulberries, so there's no need to be concerned about that, John. Um, you do need to prune them if you want to keep them sort of manageable. If the tree is getting too big, you need to be pruning it now, not in winter. Um, and that way you'll definitely get fruit next year. But you will find with mulberries, because they produce so much fruit, that every second year will be better than the year before.
1: I have to tell you, I picked mulberries from a 100-year-old tree (gasps) a few weeks ago. It was laden with fruit. Mm. The most incredible tree just sort of for the kids to climb and look at, but we got the most wonderful, wonderful fruit. Yeah. But you do do get (laughs) covered I think I was stained purple (laughs) and I discovered this morning that the way to get the mulberry stain out of your clothes is with the green Green mulberry. I didn't know that. Mm. Oh, didn't you? Good
2: oh, luck. that's with... what your nana used to tell yeah. you. Now, come on, dears, get out of the tree. Here. <laughs> and she'd give you a big bowl of white mulberries so you'd rub that all over your clothes um, and then you didn't get into too much trouble.
1: <laughs> there you go. Good luck with your mulberry tree. Now, uh, Karen has texted in on 0437 nine double two seven twenty. She's looking for a small native tree to replace her lawn that suffers badly from dollar spot she was hmm. looking at um, at one have you got any suggestions yeah so
2: I think Karen was uh, hinting towards eucalyptus ureththrochories look eryththrochories isn't a very good single specimen tree because of the growth type it's sort of it gets very um, uh, weeping branches and becomes a little bit unstable, and you have to stake it carefully for the first few years of its life. I wouldn't. If you want a lovely little dome-shaped canopy tree, I think you're better off with something um, like the dwarf sugar gum. So that's Eucalyptus cladocalyx nana or just dwarf sugar gum, has a beautiful shiny dome. If you want one that does extremely well in all those coastal sands, then um, there is a, a beautiful gum tree called Eucalyptus todtiana, T-O-D-T-I-A-N-A, one of the most beautiful sand plain
1: eucalyptus trees slow growing but worth the wait. Karen send us a photo of that when you have planted it it's 14 past nine on ABC Radio Perth. Good morning Jill you've got a question about a palm tree? Yes good
4: morning um, I know after listening to your program that Sabrina's not that fast on palm trees.
2: Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really palm, palms. So I have a thing against Jill, but you know, I'm very kind to the listeners. And even if your question is to be with a palm, a Cocos <laughs> palm, I promise I won't tell you to cut it down at ground level.
4: <laughs> well, you may, you may, in actual fact, tell me. Um, we've got a we've got a, a a palm tree. I don't know what sort of palm tree it is, but it it's probably about uh fifteen meters or something like that yeah. in my backyard. Yeah. And it's got a it started off with a single I would call it a coffee colour stain um going down the trunk. Oh and then now it's got a, a double stain, like it's sort of got a stain going down um down the middle on one side and and the same colour stain going down on the other side. Um, probably starting about halfway up, heading towards the ground.
2: Right. Okay. That is not a good sign. Um, so with now, the very, if you look at the very top, I know you can't see the top of the palm because it's so high, but in the middle with the fronds, the new fronds that are coming out from the centre of the palm, do they look normal or are they sort of a bit frizzled? Very healthy. Oh, they're healthy. Okay. Well, it may not be as bad as what I thought. Um, Now, the problem is you can't – it's hard to inject a palm tree. What you'll need to do – the only thing I can think that you can do, because you can't reach the fronds at the top, Uh is to actually get some microscopic fungi and bacteria and sprinkle that all around the base – Go and get a seaweed solution and drench around the soil. It can be that there is an insect in there, but you would see a hole. Um, and then if rot gets in it, it gets that sunken look, and then you can actually scrape the bits off. If that happens, you're in a lot of strife. Um I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's some sort of fungal disease. If there's an insect in there, Jill, you will see the entry point.
4: What, at, at the bottom?
2: At the bottom or even halfway up.
1: Okay. Um, You'll you see a hole. You might need yeah, to get I out your magnifying glass and have a bit of a closer mm. look. Oh, okay. All
4: right. I can't actually see any holes. I mean, it's pretty hard to, to have a look halfway up because it's pretty high.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: But it's just this. And my husband washed it off. And he said, look what I've done. You know, I've cleaned it with dirt. But it's back.
2: (laughs) 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 I like that. I've cleaned it with dirt. Great. I'm going to use that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good, l- good luck, Jill. Good luck say, with that.
2: Look, I've cleaned the kitchen floor with all the muck that came off a plate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've got a question via text. Claire from Stoneville has texted in on 0437922720. Hi, Sabrina. My lovely woolly bush in a moderate large well-draining pot her branches are going dry and gray brown. Is she dying? What can I do? Help,
2: please. Now it's definitely dying, Claire.: oh, Now the one goodness. thing I tell, can tell you about Adenanthus or the woolly bush, as soon as you see it go, that sort of gray, dull color.: There's I think no you're have to coming rip it out. Back. Rip it out, Claire.: Take it out, put a new one in. Um, there's no comeback on those, unfortunately.
1: Okay, not such good news for the woolly bush. Mm. Wombat. Hey, Wombat. Morning, Wombat. Hey, sweetheart.
0: <laughs> how
2: are you, my boyfriend?
0: Oh, mate, uh, now I'm talking
4: you on my million dollars.
2: <laughs> Excellent. So how are your tomatoes going, Wombat? Oh,
4: I, I, yeah, well, well uh, I've had a, a, a few redies of it. Yeah. But since Sabrina, some of the green ones have got like a, a black spot on the front of them. Is that a... Uh,
0: well, it could uh, be a, a
4: bruise or is that? Uh... Mm.
2: Okay. I tell you what, Wombat, if you can pick that black spot off, yeah. it's scale. All oh, right. And there you can eat them. Um, if it's inside the skin, it's definitely a fungus and you'll have oh. to spray your tomato with mankazeb.
4: Oh, mancozeb. That's yeah. It. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. I'd give him a dose of that anyway, Wombat.
4: Yeah, all right, Twitter. And uh, 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 talking about a woolly bush, uh, yeah. there's a few sheep running down the road. There, a woolly bush, are they? <laughs> and
2: they they're very woolly wombat, <laughs> and uh, and I feel for them if they're in a heat wave, which we're going to cop in Perth. Uh, you don't want that much woolliness about you, no, I don't but, reckon.
4: Uh, but the weather out there's been bloody beautiful. I still,
2: I, I know wombat. I lust after
1: where you live.
4: Yeah, well, I tell you what, I'm just I'm just waiting for you know what to open.
1: <laughs> oh, Wombat, I, I think she's going to be there with you very
2: soon. Oh, uh, good one. Have have one for me, Wombat. Have one
4: I'll for have, me. I'll have I'll have a couple. For you. <laughs>
1: You go all out, Wombat. Oh, see you, Wombat. (laughs) Now, we have a text from Nan in Manji, Hmm. Sabrina. She wants some help identifying a tree. Is it a native? And she says, when it flowers, its perfume is very strong but nice, very small flowers. Yes. We've got a photo of the tree. Yes. Do you know what it is? It's got fruit on it.
2: Um, And it is a pitosporum. Is that a native? Yes, it is. It is indeed. Can we look at its fruit? did it have it's got a fruit similar to a kwangdong oh. it is a kwangdong look at that land stakes, good lord it is a kwangdong you can make some nice kwangdong jam yeah, out of that yeah and you can eat the you can eat the fruit if you get them before the insects do cuz they love them and that's a very healthy beautiful tree so, um, and all around that area, you get kongdongs and um, you know all the snotty gobbles and um, the persoonia. Do you know the persoonia? Mm-mm. Snotty gobble tree. No, the snotty gobble. Yeah.
1: Um, mm, there you go. Now, well done. You've got some Kwandong. Yeah. Now, I have been talking about snakes in water on the program. Yes. And we've had a text from Phil who says he's seen many over the years from a red-bellied black snake in northern Queensland to the common tiger snake. He actually swam with one in a rock pool near Margaret River. It swam past him and he only realised it was a tiger snake after he saw the stripes on its belly. Later on the bat, on the bank, and he says, "You know, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone." Which is what the venom expert yeah, that I Professor, spoke to a little earlier what's said. What's his name said? Yeah, that's yeah. it. So just yep. leave them alone. Just swim away. Charlie in um, in Pemberton says, "Land snakes can't bite in the water. They have no purchase to strike." I'm afraid to say, Charlie, the snake expert didn't agree with you. He said that often they'll hunt frogs and things like that. Yeah, in the water. And they can bite in the water. So not sure about that. And... Deb's also texted in. She was living in Hammersley a while ago, opposite Warwick Shopping Centre, and was bitten by a dewgait. Oh, oh my goodness! In her backyard, and a few weeks later, her dog was bitten by a tiger oh. snake. Good news! Ah, oh, they survived. both survived. Ah, oh, thank, thank goodness! And Deb, you are texting us. So
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, obviously Deb's alive, but um, it's awful when your dog dies of a snake bite because oh. sometimes you don't, you can't find them, and you don't know where they are,
1: and then you find them in there. And you don't know what's happened. Back to the calls. If you've got a question for Sabrina, one three hundred 720 is 22 past nine on ABC Radio, Perth. Morning, Mark. How's your Jacaranda tree looking?
0: Oh, not too flat. Ah. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Um, my client lives in Hall's Head, about oh, 400 metres from the ocean. Yeah. And everyone's Jacaranda trees are flowering except hers. And it's causing...
4: <laughs> An enormous amount of grief. I wondered if I could offer some sort of explanation and um, put myself in the good book. Ah,
2: uh, you know, so it's so disappointing when you see that happening. Now, unfortunately, that's to do with genetics. You know, when you go down an avenue of jacarandas and you'll see some that ha- flower amazingly and look beautiful. Yeah. Then you'll see others where they're full of leaf but no flowers and there will be some that are flowering at certain times and it's all to do with the genetics, Mark to encourage a tree to flower um, mm-hmm. she can she can get some uh, minerals and a bit of clay you can yep. get uh, there's a product you get that's got clay with rock dust in it which yep. is really good for where she lives yep. um, and up the trace elements so you know get trace okay. elements into the ground, uh, water it in well and if she does that, you know, all during the summer period, then she may get flowers next year.
0: Thank you very much. Very-
1: good luck with that. Thanks, Mark. Good luck we, with that, Mark. We lost Sorry, him. yeah, we had you on a slightly difficult line mm. there. Murray, good morning. Oh, good morning. You, now you've got you're gonna tell us about snakes, this isn't about plants.
0: Yeah, look, I would've I would have won the photo of the year competition if I had my camera, but I was kayaking on the swan and came across this snake floating in the water, coiled. It was quite a calm day. Hmm. Um, coiled in the water. I think it would have been about a five-foot dew guide. ready to strike. And I'm I'm looking at this thing, keeping my distance, obviously. Then I realised that it swallowed. I think it had swallowed a large goanna. It must have been on a shelf, a low shelf on the, on the <sighs> cliff there. Wow. And the tide has risen, and this thing's floated in the water <gasps> about 10 metres off. And I'm looking at this thing. And I, you know, But when I actually got went behind it, um, it looked like a bird had taken something out of its head as well. So I think it had choked. So there's the message there. Oh, my don't, gosh. Don't, don't take on on what you can't
1: So <laughs> how did you figure out that it must have eaten a goanna?
0: Well, its neck was extended.
1: Right.
0: So it had a fat neck. You yeah, know, so about, it's, it's about... chomped
1: on something. Oh, yeah. wh- what's the lesson there, Murray? Always travel with the phone in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And also, don't 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 um, don't take on uh, you know what you can't chew, You
2: know, <laughs> well, he probably could have if he was on land, but you know, oh. it's a bit, uh, it's a bit, and that that you know that goes for all the, you kiddies out there. If you've had a big lunch, don't go in the water straight afterwards. You <laughs> never know,
1: you won't digest your your lunch. Thanks yeah. so much for that, Murray. That's a great story, Sabrina. A question of a text, yes. from Mandy and tapping. Can she transplant kangaroo paws? Yep. And if so, when and should she cut them back first? Yes, yes and yes. That's all a big yes to those questions. When's so, the best time?
2: Autumn. So you've got to wait until after the heat. So what you do is you cut your kangaroo paws down to 10 centimetres or 100 mil. So you're going to savage them and then you dig them up. And then you just prise them apart with your hands. If the clump is that big that you can't do that, you go to your trusty tomahawk or hatchet, one of my favorite tools, Joe. I use it for many, many things. Still have all my toes, which is amazing. Um, and An then attack with the Tommy Hawk. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. So then you have a nice prepped hole where you put in a little bit of compost, some slow release fertilizer, wetting agent,
1: and bonfa. In they go. Brilliant. So Mandy, hold off for a couple of months yeah. and, and move them on in autumn. Good morning, Greg. Your yucca plants have been attacked by something. What's going on?
0: Yes, we've been attacked by ants.
1: What black ants or termites?
0: No, black ants. Right. Goes and to show
2: that your black ants have got no taste whatsoever.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> no, sorry, Greg. Go on. I don't like yuccas. That's why I said that. But that's okay.
0: A touch of discrimination there. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so
2: are they are they excavating all the soil around them or they're actually on the plant?
0: They're in the pot with those dams
2: in. Ah, in the pot, okay. Yes. Now so, I can tell you exactly why and what's happening there is that they have, um, so the soil has actually dried out. little bit and then um, so ants have got in there and they've made tunnels and in those tunnels they are now laying eggs so they're going to keep the potting mix as dry as they can to protect the eggs so what you need to do I don't know how big your the pots are but if you soak the pots in a tub of water All those cavities fill up with water and then the ants bugger off and they take the eggs with them. Uh, Good work. Yeah, that's all you have to do. I would also add a little bit of wetting agent in that, Greg, because then the water penetrates every single
1: particle of soil. Good luck with that, Greg. We're approaching nine thirty; almost mm. time for. Your oh, song. my favourite. I think you're going to scare a few listeners. Oh, with your I hope pick. so. We won't give it away. Just no. yet. one, one quick question yes. before we get to nine thirty. Hi, Sabrina. Could I grow a crepe myrtle in Bicton, and yes. what preparations? Yes, please, indeed, you can.
2: From Penny, try and keep it away from the wind if possible. Now, Bicton, you've got that delightful sandy, gutless, water repellent soil, so you need to dig a big hole go and get yourself some uh, clay compost slow release fertilizer wetting agent make sure all of that good tucker is in the hole put a top dressing of cow manure on top of that and then mulch on top of that more wetting agent water it in really well and they do they do beautifully they're such a beautiful plant. Oh, I I'm love madly them.
1: making notes because oh, I want to put a crate myrtle oh, in. It too, yeah. so. Oh, good. Thanks excellent. for that. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for that. Now, what are we going to listen to, Sabrina? Now, for all
2: you rockers out in the 1990s, used to go to pub and listen to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, they're going to recognise this song. But this is a new take on Red Right Hand, and it's by a punk rock band from America.
1: I'm just, I'm just giving everybody out there a slight warning here. So you might want to step away from the radio if you're not ready to, to be blasted.
2: Well, I love it. What are So, they called? so What's the group the band is called, called Fiddler. And they're just a group of young punk rockers. Okay. It's a really great version of Nick Caves. Here song. we go. Here we go.
1: Ripping. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, Sam. I'm not sure that they loved it. We've got someone saying stick to the day job, A eh? Oh, that was Fiddler with um, a rather intense version of yeah, Nick Cave. Well, um um Oh come on, it's great. I love that song. Whoever this is definitely agrees. They say fantastic cover, they've been yep. headbanging. So Exactly. Beryl, I used to
2: be a bit of a headbanger in my days. So jo? did I. I yeah. used to mosh uh, crowd yeah. surf.
1: Sorry, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. dropped on my head once while <gasps> I was crowd surfing. Yeah. Oh. That explains Ooh. a lot. <laughs> uh but Beryl of Bunbury, uh, what a dreadful sound. I'm sorry, Sabrina, I think I agree with Beryl. I'm Oh come I'm too on, Joe. <laughs>
2: Hey, Molly, our producer, loved it. I reckon that's the sort of song that you put on first thing in the morning. To wake you up. To get you up and going. Not if you have a hangover. No, especially if you've got a hangover. <laughs> you know what What happens with women when they go through menopause? They don't get hangovers anymore. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> that's it. That's the one good – there's a lot of great stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's
1: been scientifically proven, okay. but certainly um... – You've given me a topic to explore for next time. <laughs> there we, we better go back, to, All right back to the calls. It's 25 to 10 on ABC Radio, Perth and WA. Sabrina Hahn is in for Roots and Shoots. And, Cheng, thank you for waiting patiently there. You've got a question about your avocado dwarf plant. Yes, hi.
4: Good morning, Sabrina.
2: Good morning, Cheng. Did you enjoy my song pick today?
4: <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm not quite a headbanger type, <laughs> hey, sorry,
2: <laughs> it did wake me up. Oh, well, excellent, excellent. So what's happening with your avocado?
4: Oh, I've just bought a dwarf, uh, a woods avocado and I killed one the year before, so I'm oh. trying to do the best thing I can for it this year. Yeah. So I have put uh, the stakes and shade cloth around it to shield the wind. Yeah, from the wind. Yeah. I'm not sure. Do I take it right down to the ground to the mulch level, or do I need to put a more um, non like plastic that's non shade cloth? wind coming through, um, and do I
2: have to close the top as well? No, no, you've done all the right things. You don't need to close the top, Chang, but you okay. do actually need to have it down at ground level, and what that does is that just helps to keep the humidity in there, because the wind, you know, when we get the easterly winds, it can be very drying, um, so just, uh, definitely use the shade cloth at this time of the year, probably for the first year of its life. Um, and from ground level up to the top.
4: Okay, great. And I don't have to cover the top?
2: No, okay. no, no. Don't cover the
1: top. Good luck with that, Chang. Kim, you are all the way up in Karatha and you've got a fig tree.
3: Hey, yes. Good morning. How are you going, ladies? Yeah, good, Kim. And um, Sabrina loved your music. Ah, oh, thank great you. Great follower of Rame
2: Ah, so- oh, absolutely marvellous. <laughs>
3: Sabrina, I work on a mine site 80 kilometres south of Caratha and we're establishing a garden there. Oh, um, fantastic. Somebody, uh, one of the work colleagues brought in a fig tree. Yeah. Um, it's about a metre and a half high, yep. and we're not allowed to dig holes. Isn't that funny? We're in a mine site that <laughs> I can't I, dig a hole for
2: plants. I find that to be absolutely hilarious. Is there, is there any reason given why you cannot dig a hole? Uh, keeping snakes at bay
3: was one. What? Um, yeah, look, I'm not really sure.
1: I but, wonder if um, it's because they have to rehabilitate the site at some point yes, and they maybe. don't want you to plant plants that's going to give them more work to mm-hmm. do that later. That could be a
2: good possibility.
3: Not a good yeah. reason,
1: but, no. you know, I'm just thinking that could
2: Anyway, it'll grow well in a pot, Kim. Yeah, so I,
3: I've, we've managed to get a pot about a metre, metre wide and um, can we transplant that fig tree and what can we do to... Um, you know, make it healthy.
2: Okay. All right. So you've got a beautiful size pot. That's perfect. Now, you want to make sure that it's got plenty of drainage holes in the bottom, so you might need to drill a couple of more drainage holes.
3: Uh, The drainage area is about half a metre wide. Ah,
2: perfect. Okay. So, um... You need to make sure that it's not in contact with the ground so it's raised up so the water can drain right through. Uh, Rodeo. Get really good quality potting mix, Kim. Yes. Don't put it in with the red caratha dirt. Uh, What about
3: river sand,
2: Sabrina? No, get really good quality potting mix. You may have to bring it up in bags. Yep, yep. So get as many bags as you think you need. Then you can put in a little bit of that beautiful red Karatha dirt, but a very small amount. Yes. So say uh, no more than a quarter of a bucket full for that size pot. Yep. Get some slow-release fertiliser and some wetting agent. The mine will have wetting agent for their dust suppressant thing so you might be able to pinch a bit to, of that. Yeah, borrow Excellent. borrow borrow the- second a little bit of that. Um and slow release fertilizer and you must mulch it up there, Kim. So get yep. whatever mulch that you can. The mulch will need to be about ten centimetres thick.
3: Ah uh, ten centimeters, right here. yep.
2: And then you're laughing.
3: Mate, thank you very much. Enjoy your program, ladies. Ah, thank Um, you, Kim. I listen to you in the early hours of morning when I'm on night shift. Ah, with Trevor. um, (laughs) Yes, that's correct. And um, always try and get you Saturday morning.
2: Ah,
1: thank you very much, Kim. Good luck with that fig tree. Now, on the text, good morning, girls. Could Sabrina tell me what plant this is, please? It has large leaves that close in half like a book in the heat. It was my mum, so I need to make sure I look after it. Thanks for that, Judy. What Isn't is this lovely? plant? It's got beautiful pink flowers.
2: Well, they're sort of brick red. Um, so they have they have a beautiful uh, butterfly-shaped leaf. So it's a bivalve-type leaf um, in the shape of a heart or a butterfly. And bright, bright, bright brick red flowers all summer long. And it is a bohinia galpinii. so B-A-U-H-I-N-I-A tauhinia galpini i j g a l p i n i i Um, Any tips
1: to – it looks very healthy. It
2: looks fantastic. Um, They're very – it's a really tough plant. It does require watering in summer. It looks a little bit like it needs a bit of nitrogen, so I'd give it some liquid fertiliser and um, a wetting agent. But it looks really healthy, Judy, and it is a beautiful shrub. It will get to – Um, it can grow as much as four metres, three to four metres high, and it gets about three metres wide. Beautiful summer flowering shrub.
1: Good luck with keeping that one going, Judy. It's 21 to 10 on ABC Radio Perth. Let's go back to the phones. Kate's in Brigadoon, and I don't think her lawn's doing too well. Morning, Kate.
5: Hello, yes, um... Well, we have kangaroos galloping over it and things like that. And also I've had people with cars on it lately. Oh. Yeah, not good. So the lawn revival recipe of Sabrina, so I've actually lost it. I've used it before. And it's
2: yep. Very good. Yep. Okay, so wh- what sort of lawn did you say it was?
5: Oh, I didn't. Um, I think it's... I oh, have actually no idea. It's not... Um... Is
2: it fine leaf or a broad leaf?
5: Fine
2: leaf. Okay. So um, it's probably one of it could be one of the cooch based ones. So you need to get some loam and some compost, granular wetting agent and granular lawn fertilizer that doesn't have phosphorus in it, or only one percent phosphorus. You mix all that up, you spread that over and then get the rake and make sure it sort of filters in in between all the gaps and then you water it really, really well. Two weeks after that, Kate, you need to go over it with a liquid lawn fertiliser in a foliar spray. Right,
5: okay. That's a bit different to your... One.
2: Well, there's all there's there's all sorts of lawn revival things, um, but you're in Brigadoon and you've got a fine leaf lawn, so I've right. just given you the one that I think would be It's different.
1: tailored specifically okay. to you, Kate. So yeah. There it's you go. Granular
5: wetting agent. Yes. Lawn and compost. Yep. And
2: I missed the other one. So, uh, wetting agent. I've written
5: that granular wetting. Oh, okay.
2: Agent. Slow ahead. release fertilizer for lawns. Ah.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Okay, no worries, Kate. If you've just joined us, there was a bit of controversy. Sabrina has played a track that mm. she loves mm. that got everybody, well, not everybody, some people head banging. Mm. Katie in Mount Hawthorne 68, she loved it. Reggie loved it. Julie and Gero, not so much. She's saying, can I please choose the next track? No, sorry, my pick. <laughs> You're out of luck. <laughs> it is Julie, your show. Julie, it's all my show. <laughs> <laughs> morning, Patrick. What's going on with your lime tree? Patrick, oh, are you mo- there?
2: Good morning. Yes,
0: I am.
1: Hello,
2: Patrick.
0: Hello. Great music. Great ah. Music. Ah.
2: Thank you, Patrick. See, I think I think what happens is some of our listeners get a little bit complacent with their music choice. So, what I like to do is I like to bring them new music that perhaps they haven't heard for about forty years, uh, and just bring them back to their early rock and days.
0: Yes, I think it uses a theme song for the show. <laughs>
2: That's a good idea, Patrick. It, I might take really, you up on that.
0: Yes, it's really good. <laughs> now, my problem is I've got a, a lime tree. Yeah. And it's got three branches. Yeah. If you like. And uh, the ones without uh, the leaves are dropped off two of them and it's gone yellow from the top down. Ooh. And But I've got a branch that's got. Uh, Really looking, really healthy, and it's got about four little limes on it. So I'm just concerned that it's going to, it has got an illness that I'm not sure about.
2: Um, Patrick, is it in the ground or is it in a pot?
0: It's in in a pot at the moment, a grow bag, actually.
2: Okay, all righties. Uh, Now, is the bag draining properly? So, so the big thing is what you have to do is you have to ensure – there's two things that happen with plant, um, citrus in pots. They have a lot of root systems. So sometimes the root system takes over the entire pot and there's hardly any soil left. It, the soil can dry out and become – it looks like the water's going through, but it's actually going through too fast – The other problem can be where it's actually sodden at the bottom of the pot because it's not raised up off the ground. Ah. So it could be one of those. So if you get your digit finger and stick it in the soil, see if it's wet or dry. Um, Always use a wetting agent. And sometimes you have to repot your citrus every couple of years.
0: Right, okay. With yeah, fresh... Well, it gets plenty fresh, of water, yeah. I, I sort of absolutely soak it, so...
2: Okay, but you've got to make sure that it's not just running straight through.
0: Okay, okay, so that's...
2: Wetting okay. agent.
0: So the, the minor branches are going to car- cark it. Yeah, take
2: those then, off, just prune them off.
0: Right. Yeah. So they come down to where it joins on, where they join it on to, whatever it is. You know, yep, they... that's
1: okay. Still prune it off. Good luck with it, Patrick. And we've just had some breaking news. The WA Premier, Mark McGowan, says the state is set to relax its border restrictions with Queensland and Victoria next week. So from Monday, travellers from Queensland will be able to enter WA without going into isolation and from Victoria from Friday. Arrivals from New South Wales will still be required to self-quarantine for 14 days. So just to repeat, from Monday, if you're coming into WA from Queensland, you will not have to go into. To isolation, and from Friday, if you're coming in from Victoria, the same thing no isolation. So, good news. That's great for news. those of you who've got family in Queensland or Victoria, or you need to travel. We'll bring you more on that as soon as it happens. Back to the calls. Good morning, Stuart.
0: Good morning, ladies. How are we? Thank
1: you oh. for taking my talk. Ah, oh, so our, our absolute pleasure.
0: <laughs> um, You've helped me before. Um, I've got issues with my um, avocado tree bought them about four years ago, two matures, one in the front, one in the back, never really fruited well, but at this moment in time this year, they didn't fruit, they just threw it up and dropped off. Right. Um, but both trees are kind of looking like they've got a bit of a sunburn on the top. They're
2: both oh. sort of thin and
0: stringly, yeah. 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 and they've got the burn leaves on the end, which I did the liquid potash when they were flowering and all the yeah. different pieces, yeah. but yeah, help, please.
2: Okay, uh, Stuart, you need to go and get some fos acid or fosject, yep. or and you need to spray those trees straight away. Right. Uh, the the brown bits that are and they'll actually travel along either the bottom or the side of the branches. Yep. Can you protect them from the sun at all, or?
0: Yeah, I could I could get some shade cloth cut Yeah, and sort of because, over them.
2: Okay, so what's going to happen is those parts where the fungus is are highly susceptible to sunburn, and that will create right. more stress. So get so get the, yeah, the fosc acid on it, yet yeah, the fungicide, yep. and then put the the
1: shade cloth around them.
0: Foss acid. Yeah. Right, done yep. deal. Thank you so okay. much. Keep up the great work.
1: Thanks, Stuart. It's 12 to 10 on ABC Radio Perth. Sabrina Hahn and Joe Trilling with you. Now, Sabi, on the text, Mm -hmm. Lorraine and Dianella wants to know when to prune a New Zealand mirror bush.
2: Ah, the old New Zealand mirror bush, which is a Coprosma. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. They've got a really lovely waxy, shiny leaf, so it looks like a mirror, Um, and they're pretty tough. So in my experience with caprosmas, you prune them whenever the hell you want to, but not during peak summer. So I would wait until April and then go for the lick
1: of your life. Okay, Lorraine, so any time but not not this week for sure.
2: Definitely not Not this this week. week. No, in April. (laughs) April's a really good time.
1: Mary, good morning. You have got a question about lupin mulch.
5: Oh, good morning, Sabrina. Yes, I've just got some lupin mulch and I was just wondering if I should fertilize the plants before i put them loop and mulch around.
2: Yep. yep, that's a really good idea, Mary. With,
5: with your grow safe?
2: Yes, absolutely. Best best stuff. I wish it was mine. I wish I was that clever and had invented that. <laughs> but um, yep, absolutely that's perfect. Even though it's going to be hot tomorrow? Doesn't matter because you're going to fertilize it, water it, put the lupin
1: mulch on and water it again.
2: Okay then. Thank you very much. Okay, Mary.
1: Norm, good morning. Your spiky cucumber has no fruit on it. That is a problem.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's a Kiwano cucumber. Oh, ah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know them. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, a couple of vines. One has got no fruit on it at all, or creepers. One has got a set four fruit, but low down. Yeah. And it's now growing rampant all over the place, but nothing else is. But coming. no
2: more fruit. Yeah. Okay, so um, now if you up. The humidity on that norm. So, first of all, I know the flowers are really small, but get a magnifying glass and make sure you've got male and female flowers.
0: Okay,
4: okay.
2: Um, So you need the, you know, the male and female. It may be that there's not enough insects there pollinating the flowers. (laughs) So you can just do that with a little paintbrush yourself. Or you can just pluck the male flower off, rip all its petals off and... Poke it in the girly flower. Yeah. Um, but it's easier with a paintbrush, actually. Yeah. So okay. um, now. They really like humidity to right, okay. to fruit well. Yep. I would also give it a trace element spray. You can get a foliar trace yeah. element spray. You click onto your hose.
0: Okay.
2: Do that every fortnight, and within four weeks, you should be getting a lot more fruit and flowers.
0: Okay. And the male flowers are bigger or smaller than the female flowers?
2: Uh, they're all actually the same size, same size. Norm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll give it a try. Thank okay.
1: you. Okay. Beautiful. Hopefully you'll have some cucumber to add to your salad very soon. We've got a text that's come through from Heidi in Tom Price. She Mm works; She's a teacher at the high school there. And unfortunately, when she got back after the holidays, the student's school garden wasn't watered. Mm -hmm. The pawpaw and two citrus trees have defoliated but are still green when she scratches the trunks. Similarly, the passion fruit has mostly died off and the fruit shriveled. Her question is... Do I just get the kids to water every couple of days to help them recover? When should they add seaweed solution and compost to help them along? Okay,
2: great uh, question, Heidi. All right, so where there's green, there's life. What I'd suggest you do, and I know it's hot, but with the passion fruit, I want you to prune it back. So take at least a third off. With all the other fruit trees, don't do any pruning. But the most important thing is go and get a wetting agent on there first. Then get the compost on and water. Don't do anything else. Water those plants every single day. Get the kids out there to water every day.
1: And someone's just reminded us on the text You need to water in the morning. There's no point watering lots at night. No, no. Well, up there, it's a bit different. So,
2: um, but the kids are there in the, the they're going to be there in the morning. So get the kids to water those plants every single morning. Uh, It'll probably take about three to four weeks for them to recover. When you start seeing new leaves come through, then you can prune off the dead bits. Then you can fertilize, but do not... Fertilise, use any seaweed solution
1: or fertiliser until you see new growth. Good luck with that, Heidi. Hopefully your uh, school garden comes back Mm. to life. Lionel has called in from Tuart Hill. Good morning, Lionel.
4: Uh, good morning. Uh, Sabrina, you're a wealth of information. <laughs> Thank you, Lionel. <laughs> uh, I bought a brown turkey fig, yeah. and it's been very good. This about four years ago. Yeah. And it's it's produced really well and been feeding it well. Yep. Now, but a couple of years back, uh, some other fig tree started growing within a metre or so, and I thought, oh, birds have probably dropped the seed. But I'm told it's more likely... The rootstock have actually come into a different fig yep. and it's, it's now up and producing and they're a real nice fig. Yeah. Are they a danger to the original tree if I'm no, feeding them well?
2: No, not at all, Lionel, not at all. So it's definitely a sucker. Um, yep. So, uh, and it's not, you know, it won't harm the, the, the original parent plant at all.
1: Thank you.
2: Okay. Thanks a lot, Lionel.
1: Mia has got a question for you via text. She has a rock rose. Hmm. Uh, Would a rock rose, sorry, grow in Geraldton or is it too warm?
2: No, God, a rock rose up there would love it. Sisters, um, not sisters, but sisters. Um, they're a fantastic Mediterranean plant. You see them on the limestone cliffs in um, the south of France, Joe. If All... only we could go there. Oh.
1: They're, they're just going to have to. <laughs> we live only on have in your memory. I know. We
2: only have pictures to think of. I don't think we'll be. I, I don't think we'll be travelling overseas this year. Somehow, Joe.
1: Unfortunately
2: not. No. Anyway, what we have is we have a marvellous state to live in. Um, But I can assure you that I wouldn't be going down south at Christmas holidays because I I do believe it was a little bit busy down there.
1: I got sent a photo of... It was like a car park, the turn off to Caves Road from Yelling Up and I think there are at least forty cars waiting. Anyway.
2: Anyway Get a helicopter. Or maybe go up to Geraldton. Yeah. Go north. People don't go into the wheat belt and they don't go north. And I don't and I know it's summer and it's hot, but my God, there
1: is stunning places out there. Absolutely. Well, good luck with that, Mia, if you end up planting those. Peter, you're in in Inaloo and you've got a question about a jackaranda. Good morning.
0: Good morning ladies, thank you for taking my call Sabrina. I just caught the end of your advice to an earlier gentleman about his jacaranda, uh, jacaranda, yeah. jacaranda yeah. and I understand uh, genetics and all that but my jacaranda is about 20 years old and this is the first year it has not flowered at all.
2: Uh, okay, now that's nothing to be concerned about, Peter, because mm. jacarandas will do that from time to time.
0: Oh, right. So
2: uh, I, I honestly wouldn't be concerned. The other thing that happens is, you know, we, we improve the soil and we fertilize our trees and then sometimes we forget to do it. And sometimes the um, the temperatures change at a particular time when the tree is about to uh, set flower. So we have all those variations. Yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. But it's important for people to fertilise and put wetting agent and compost on their jacaranda trees all through spring and summer because that helps set the flowers for them.
0: Right, so I mean minerals and rock dust or just general good
2: fertilizer? Both, both.
0: Both, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'll get stuck into it now ready for next year. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> thanks Peter.
1: Good morning Lynn.
2: Oh, morning ladies. Please can I
3: ask, um, I grew some lilies, like yeah. a few different um, varieties. Yeah. And it was the first time, but now some of them were so gorgeous I had to pick or cut them to put into a vase. Yeah. So do those. Um, did, will those bulbs still grow and produce flowers
2: next year? Absolutely, Lynn. Most oh, definitely. So what happens is they'll die down like most bulbs do yes. and then they'll pop back up again next year. Oh,
3: awesome. So is that the same way they grow them um, commercially? Yes, yes, flowers?
2: yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Awesome. They're, They're so beautiful. I know, I love them. I know, I love them.
1: <laughs> they really are beautiful. My mum has them down oh, her driveway. Glorious. And she brought me around a bunch a while ago. They're they're really beautiful. perfume's divine. Ken has texted in and Mm. a mate of his is growing something and he wants to know what they are. Oh, they're big-bottomed desert roses. So the desert rose looks a
2: little bit like a big red-flowering boab tree Um, that comes in the most exquisite bright red, yellow, orange, white colours. Uh, great to grow in a pot. In Perth, do not put them in the ground. They're very tropical. And, Jackie,
1: we've got two minutes left of the show. If you if you can be really quick, hopefully we can get an answer. <laughs> Sabrina,
4: hi. Hello. Um, my passion fruit vine, we had a beautiful stock of fruit and everything from it. Then I went out um, the other morning and found that it has been eaten from the ground up, uh, like it was ring bark or yeah, something. Yep. And I don't understand how all of a sudden, quickly, it can die that quick from something that something must be eating it. Is it a mold, yeah. is it?
2: Uh, no, it won't be mole crickets. So there's a couple of things. Slaters get in and ring bark all the base. You can have uh, weevils that do exactly the same thing. Beetles can do it too. Termites can eat all the root system out. So in East mantle, you shouldn't have too many termites, I wouldn't think. Um, but there's so many things that can do that. With passion fruit, Get some of the Velcro tape and tape all the base of it, the bottom of the trunk,
1: and that stops the little sods from getting in there. Jackie, I hope you managed to to resurrect that. Mm. It is almost time for the news at 10 o'clock, Sabrina, but very exciting news.
2: (gasps) I know. I've got a new playmate next week. That is it, Ro Edwards. Ro Edwards is back.
1: Back on the wireless. Very exciting. So make sure you tune in to hear Ro. She's up north. I'm sure she'll have plenty of tales to Absolutely. Tell. It'd I, be great to work with Ro. I cannot wait to hear her. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Jo. Have a wonderful weekend. It is 10 o'clock on ABC Radio Perth. Hope you have a wonderful rest of Saturday. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.